News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. So close, so close, Salon. I don't know what you're talking about. You like you like living on the edge. I knew what the parameters were. I never, I never imagined you as one to be on the bleeding edge of the envelope, as it were. I know Norm, for instance. He knew I was going to be here on time. He oh, knew. did he? He did. Like a, not a bead of sweat on the brow. And I was uh, ready in case something happened. Yeah. Right. <laughs> See, so, like, pragmatic. Like, like you know, of course. <laughs> pragmatic, yes, but worried now. No, not at all. And so uh, here we are. Well, we nobody's would... worried. <laughs> Make no mistake. But you would have been happy to do the show by yourself. Well, I would have figured out some way to hopefully goad you into paying for another lunch for me. <laughs> that might have worked. But um, next time I get that feeling, I'm totally going to be propositioning you with a bed of lunch. Uh, yeah, I think that's reasonable. I say if it's scheduled, you don't show up. The other person definitely owes you lunch. Definitely. Like, we can just make that a rule from now on. Okay. No notice equals deal. lunch, if not, like, dinner. And At a nice place, and like pro- the Cheesecake Factory. And profuse lambasting <laughs> and over the show. That goes without saying. Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, now that we have that deal. Um, last week, we ended the show saying that we would uh, discuss what we didn't have the chance to discuss. Um, and it was something about Bastion. I don't remember the details, the planning. Oh, uh, yeah. We were just going to talk about it in general. Yeah. Or you wanted to discuss it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Do you want to do our preliminary, our, our standard, what have we been playing? Great, really great idea. Well, I, I didn't play Bastion yet, but it's but you know got, what it is. the whole, the whole, the whole spiel with that game is that it's got like narration. That's sort of. The, while you're the playing. Hook. Yeah. Right. And narration that doesn't totally suck. Hopefully, good narration. Yes. And it's interesting because people, as usual, are talking about it like uh, something like this has never been done before. And perhaps it has not been done to this depth before. But there are actually a lot of other games, and actually, I wouldn't even say a lot. There are some other games that use this type of motif, and it has been. Met with varying levels of success. I'm not familiar with any game that does it like this. So it's actually it's it's not very obvious. But for example, um, I think I dropped this reference right before we we stopped the show last time. But uh, the Dirt games, the past several of them, Dirt Three, Dirt Two, Dirt, mm-hmm. have had this feature where you can listen to your co-driver tell you your pace notes as you're driving, right? And this is normal, but the problem is is that when they made the game, and this, this is especially true in Dirt 3, they didn't set the audio mix levels properly in order to really fully experience this the way I think it should be experienced. So basically what happens is you hear this guy talking, but if you just play the game with the default settings, you will not hardly be able to hear him. And you've got at the same time, you've got like a mini-map on the screen that you can look at instead. And it's supposed to simulate the guy who's next... In the seat next to you, right? Right, right. But so this you is, should be able to hear it like he's next to you. Right. This is the preferred way to play it. And if anybody has any one of these games, I strongly suggest you trying to play this way, but because you will find that it is 
a categorically different feeling of experience. And what you should do is you should basically – now, normally I would say what you should do is to bump up the voice volume up real high. But the game has everything starting out in 10, so you can't do that. What you have to do is bring down all the other meters down to like a 6 or a 5 and then turn up your volume to compensate accordingly. Now, in this way, you, you can get the voice to be much louder, and you need it to be loud enough so that no matter how loud the engine noise is, you can actually hear the guy and tell what he's saying, right? Now, the other part of this that's totally crucial is that you got to turn off that mini-map. Any kind of map or visual indicators of whatever's coming up ahead, you got to turn that off. And so this suddenly becomes very intriguing because now what this means is that this guy is telling you information about the turns coming up constantly, and you can only rely on your hearing to process that. You cannot rely on your eyes. And it actually works much better because what that means is that when you have the mini-map on the screen, you have to look at the mini-map, look ahead. You're constantly glancing up at that map. It's very distracting. So here's an, now it's not quite the same application as Bastion. In Bastion, they're you know, telling a story, and it's more of a narrative kind of thing. And in this one, it's stuff that's coming up, right? But it is... It is such a sublime experience to be basically processing half of the game on the audio channel and processing the other half of the game on your visual channel, as it were. You know, I thought you were going to say there was more to it than that. Like, well, there's another example. This is just one example. Okay. In, in the Ace Combat games, um, unfortunately, the later ones have done this technique much worse than some of the earlier ones. They started with Ace Combat 4, where you would hear narration... It was this was from basically the, the the eye in the sky, the guy who's got the radar who can see everybody, right? And he's giving you radio information about what's going on, right? So he can tell you. Mean you mean like bogeys on your six, that sort of thing? Right, but they in, in in Ace Combat Four they started with another layer of depth that was more than just oh this guy's coming at you, oh bogey on your six, oh fox two, whatever, right? Like you they could. You announce the launching of missiles and stuff. There's a whole terminology that it's kind of cool. Anyway, what they did was they they just took it a step further, right? So if uh, you know they'll be telling you about who you're fighting against, they'll be also telling you if you're approaching a certain position on the map that is landmarky in any way. They'll say, oh yes, you know, in this heading you're going towards this and you're approaching this one and you're going towards that one. Now the funny thing is is that this type of stuff. With the later Ace Combats, as you progress from 4 to 5 to 6, it started becoming more heavily focused toward dialogue. And it actually became much, much worse in terms of its design and its interestingness and its coolness because they just ended up just using it as a vehicle to basically have two people like argue with each other about an, a point of narrative that was irrelevant to the action on screen while you're playing, which is totally lame. Like pretending you have a friend in another plane, yeah, who you're in love with, and you don't right. want to eject, and okay, right, yeah, maybe not that dramatic, but that's the, that, that's the thing, right? And it was is more disconnected from the moment-to-moment action that you were actually experiencing, which made it worse. So, I'm looking forward to seeing how this component in Bastion so is going to work out. I just assume there are people listening who don't know what Bastion is. So I can, last week I told you, go play it or go watch a video or something so that you can understand. 
uh, what we're talking about. Basically, it's like <clears throat> there. I, I'm trying to come up with an example movie, and the problem is that I don't ha- have one of those like movie Rolodex brains. But uh, there's plenty of movies where there's a narrator, um, and you know he's dramatic and he's part of the story. Like without him, the movie wouldn't be the same. And he's like he just explains what's going on. I'm I'm wondering if the Neverending Story had a narrator. I don't even remember, but it seems like a suitable choice. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was the kid. It was either the kid or nobody narrating. I don't know. I thought it might have been somebody. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So or maybe somebody. This is. It's kind of like watching a movie where you're. You know, there are like three of them. Uh, I knew of two. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised to know that a bunch like hit straight to kind of goes downhill after that. Like the third one, like takes place in a mall. A mall with Jack Black. Oh. Seriously? The Neverending Story had Jack Black in it? Third That's one? sort of what Dad Hill. Yeah. Wow. All right. I'm embarrassed to have this much knowledge mm-hmm. about this trilogy. Okay, so anyway, this is like, a, imagine you're watching a movie, which is you playing the game. Now, I'm not saying that because the game in itself is that cinematic, because it's, you know, like we said, kind of like playing a Super last week, like playing a Super Nintendo game, just like, you know, swinging your sword at stuff and whatever sort of weapons you get and killing some things. Like, from what I saw, in a little bit of the demo that I played at E3, and there could be a lot more to the game, it seemed pretty standard fare. But somehow, as you play, the narration happens, and it's it's very dramatic and and well done, right? It's not like crappy voiceovers in old-school full-motion video games. Um, it's not uh, so utilitarian that it's just like, you hit a pot, from the pot came some gems. Right, well, there, there's right? got to be some style to it, right? But it, it remains to be seen whether this technique is really compelling or it's just only because you haven't played the game well of course (laughs) but uh, after i play it it will not remain to be seen it's it's available so you can you know go give it a shot but uh that's what happens is like there's this at least for the part i played a male narrator explaining what's going on and i and i tried to simulate this last week and i was like you know the the boy gets up and he starts his day ready to kill some demons i'm doing a really poor job of it i'm not even going to try to keep going further so you just go play the game um point is it's an interesting Relatively new thing. I know you say it's been done in the past, but the examples you gave were very, um, very much for utility, like gameplay. And, I, I, and this, I've, I've already mentioned that they've taken this a step yeah, further. This if, is, you, uh, if you remember that a few moments ago. Sort of. This is yeah. totally separate yeah, from Too gameplay. busy typing on that iPad there, huh? I'm trying to, to find an example of the video so I could play yeah. the narrator's voice. Yeah, sure. What bugs me right now is I have it, the volume turned all the way down, and it's still making sounds. I don't know what... I think... Um, Apple's incompatible with best and previous. I need to tell them to screw off. Probably. Okay, so uh, there's obviously some other stuff to talk about. We have some emails. We've got um, Penn on the phone. Going to go to break in a second. Um, what, what have you got on your mind lately? Games that you played this week or didn't play? Something's you know going what? On. You, you know what? Like a minute. You know what's um, perfect for a minute is Rock Band 3 now that it's like 20 bucks. I didn't realize it had gone down so yeah, much. But okay. Yeah, it's they announced it actually a couple months ago. It's like twenty, twenty-five bucks. Now it, it's basically just a conduit to buy songs in the online I, store. So I I went to Walmart and I bought Rock Band three because it was so cheap. Okay. By the way, Rich new copy. If anybody remembers, uh, Rich uh, doesn't like Rock Band three. He's still upset. Like you can't play in certain ways. Okay, I'm I'm through with his upsettingness for no reason. I've never played Rock Band three. Okay, there's I've I'm sure that there's some bizarre combination of things that it doesn't let you do in that game but my cursory 
experience of that game was okay this is just like the other ones but better well but you haven't played his, his complaint is like multiple people like let's say you have five people and you want to have two keyboards and one guitar right. instead of a guitar a bass and a keyboard or whatever right. like you should be able to do that why not there's probably a good reason that uh, i can't think of one of. but okay so tell me what you were gonna say anyway th- i i did experience i have not yet purchased and i don't know if i will yet but if i get a cheap one maybe the keytar feature you know how how much of a hard on i have for the keyboarding yes and so I've always been curious about this, but never like really thought much of it. But I got a chance to try it, and it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Where did you get the, the keytar? Ah, some guy I know's got one, so I played it on his thing. Okay. Right? So the funny thing is, is that like they have they have this little ridge in between the keys that like is kind of used like the nipples on the keyboard, right? What? You know, like the the keyboard nipples. So, oh, oh, on a computer keyboard. Yes, on a computer keyboard. Okay, they got like those the F on and the J. The, yeah, they got those on this one, except they're more like ridges. Uh-huh. They're not in the middle of the keys. They're on the side of the keys, which I don't understand. I think I may fashion my own nipples to reside on the middle of the keys, because when they're in the middle, you're like, oh, which one am I on? Oh, I'm not on any one. I'm in the middle of two. Right? No good. Okay. They need, they need to put it in the middle. Is that all you wanted to say about That's it? That's all I got. Did you like it? A little bit. All right. We'll be right back. Arizona's News Talk Leader, KFNX, AM 1100. And we are back. Just like we said we would be, you're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio, starring air drummer Alon. We got the drums. And I'm not playing an instrument right now. Yeah. You know what you don't learn at UAT? How to play an instrument. How to play an instrument. Yeah. A musical I, instrument. I don't think they have... Other instruments. Music education. Perhaps. They. I wonder if they have a class on music and games. They may. But I don't think they have... General music education classes. No. The only instrument that you'll be interfacing with is a keyboard of the computer. Yeah, rock. Or, you know, playing some rock band in the the commentary. Or if you want to goof off and waste your life. Playing games. (laughs) Playing games. Oh, my God. Then. Yeah, so uh, they don't teach you that, but they teach you other stuff at the University of Advanced Technology, which is at UAT.edu. So go there and learn about, uh, you know, the programs they offer, which allow you to get into the gaming industry or get into game development without being in the industry, if that's what you're into. Um, <clears throat> so we've got Penn, and he wants to talk about an email that he sent last week, but by this point, I've probably forgotten. The one that we responded to last week. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably it. That's there the are like one, six sections. The one that we spent about half the show talking about. Yeah, that was it. That was a good segment. I must say it was pretty decent. All right. Well, I mean, let's do it then. Penn, uh, you're on the air, sir. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Wonderful. What's up, Penn? There's so much to get to about things you said that were wrong. Really? Especially you, Ara. <laughs> I'm glad, then, that you didn't know you've been on the air longer than you are, because you might have just started talking over us. <laughs> well, first off, uh, an HD 3D TV for under 500, I immediately found. So, How? we're wrong on that. What? What, was it made of a 3DS? Uh, no, it's a Vizio, and actually it's 32-inch for $480. <laughs> well, that's unacceptable, because Vizios aren't televisions. And uh, also, uh, the two games that you played that were similar, especially after you said that people don't want to play similar games, they were actually mimics of Crackdown. Uh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, so the, those games, while 
they really weren't copying each other. They just were copying Crackdown and taking the best of that game. But what was interesting about that is that they came out at exactly, well, virtually exactly the same time and had very specific similarities, such as, like, setting. Do you, do you really think that what he's saying is true, things. though, Alon? Because I know you played Crackdown to death. Crackdown, so. um, there are a lot of similarities between Crackdown and um, Prototype. Because Prototype does this whole thing where you can just jump super high and you can scale buildings very easily. But Prototype allows you to run up them, whereas uh, Crackdown has you jump up them. But you can jump so wildly that... Uh, yeah, you're a big fan of that. Yeah. And then Infamous, also no running up, but you can scale things pretty easily, but not nearly with the ease of Crackdown. Um, and Crackdown has this thing where over time, you know, you build up, your powers become more extreme. But it's, it's your classic Microsoft version of a game where, like... Um, there's a few simple levels of progression, and then you become maxed out. And um, you know, there's there's old games. I don't know if you remember. I know I've talked about this in the past. There's a few games made by Microsoft Studios or published by them or something. There was like one that was sort of a a Watercraft or Hovercraft game, and the control system was like, here, there's the blue button, the yellow button, the red button. Bloodwake. No, it wasn't Bloodwake. No. Bloodwake. What? It's a boat game. Blood yeah, wake. I remember that game for Xbox. Oh, was it Microsoft Studios? How do you how do you make boating exciting? Call it Bloodway. <laughs> it it might have been then, uh, maybe. But like the control scheme for that game and some other tank game, like there were several games that came out from Microsoft Studios all within a year. You could tell were either made by the same team or had the same directives. And so here, make a game that's kind of like this. And they all had like similar controls, similar yeah, could, visuals could of be, how to play. Could be similar designers yeah. or same designers. So anyway, Crackdown. I can see the comparison he's making very okay. much. Fair enough. Now this is where I get mad at Aura. I'm I'm totally surprised at that. All right, uh, you say this as if it's something new. I'll give you three minutes because we, uh, you know, well, we need to get into other things. I like to preface this with I I thought Aura's main hobby was gaming, and it's not. No, it's, it's bitching. It's driving. <laughs> that too. He loves cars. That's bitching what he about loves. driving. One does not need to enjoy various hobbies. At the exclusion of others. What he's saying well, is he loves all his hobbies. If you don't have time to play games, then it's because you are doing something else that you find more worthwhile. For me, gaming is uh, better than movies, music, better than anything. Like that's my number one thing. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sorry to say that I can't talk about what I'm doing, <laughs> but rest assured that the better thing is is making games. Because when you're making games, you have time no time to be playing games. <laughs> That's true. One of these days, by the way, he's promised me he'll be able to tell me what he's doing. I hate these NDAs. Or or they're not NDAs when you're an employee, but God, I hate those things. Now, but last week, anyway. you used an example of how many times do you have to watch a movie before you realize it's bad, and I thought, that's, that's a terrible and lazy um, example that you used. Okay, explain yourself. In a movie, you watch it once, and you can judge it, for the most part. 99% of movies, you watch it once, and that's it. So watching it repeated times will I, more than likely not change your opinion. I think he misunderstood you. I think that he misunderstood me, too. Yes. Well, you, your specific words, I wrote them down. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I was going to email, Let, and then I was like, you know what? I'm awake. I'm just going to call. Let's, let's descend into the pedantics. Go ahead. You said, how many times do you have to watch a bad movie before you realize it's a bad movie? Okay, so do you, would you like me to uh, translate? See, since... that's not at all what I got from it. I know, but... I, I thought you said how many I... times you have to watch crap movies. I know, I know. So I, I think that you're being a little pedantic. Uh, if you, What that means is that I, I think that you're focusing too much on the exact wording of what I said, 
and not the the main idea I was trying to get across. But I'll rephrase it for you. Um, and for how everyone else. Lo- how long do you have to sit in a movie that you think is garbage before you're right about the rest of it? And that, you were saying, came from the experience of watching many, many bad movies and ex- being willing to accept. Am I wrong? Okay. That, that, that's sure. totally acceptable. Uh, except for the part with games were completely different because any game that is, even a badly designed game, slow drips the mechanics. It doesn't give you every single mechanic at once. Oh, fair, fair enough. And, and like as I said before, right, I mean, last week I fully acknowledged that there may be some situations where, hey, you know what? Maybe you got to invest 10 hours into this game before it starts getting good. But at that point, you also have to ask yourself, is it is it really worth it for me to find out? Like, everybody's, you know, no matter what your opinion is on this, everybody's got a threshold. You've got a limit to how much are you going to sit through something before you decide it's not worth your time anymore. And when the amount of things, amount of options you have, increases to a huge number, then naturally the amount that you can stomach before you decide just goes down. But I also think that even games that are not to your liking, you can learn something from. Because, for example, I, I praise the Red Star, but I learned while playing that game, I don't like bullet hell shooters, and I don't like games where the gameplay involves me being inactive. Meaning oh, sure. where defense is the main part of the game. That, to me, isn't fun. Well, that's, that's absolutely true. I at no true. point said the game was bad. It's just a preference. Well, well, now now you're splitting hairs because I, I mean, whether you're talking about it's bad or it's not worth your time or it's a waste of time or the people who made it are bad people and should feel bad, like it's I'm not no, splitting it's a game that, that hair. I would fully recommend if if you don't have a problem. Like for example, when I play fighting games, I almost never block because that's just the style of game that I play. I totally have to fight him in, in some fighting games. That'd be yeah. easy. Somebody and who doesn't so, block. And so when I played the Red Star, having to dodge, that being the sort of, as you got later in the game, having that be the main core of what you're doing sort of became frustrating and uninteresting because now I'm being, I'm, I'm not attacking, I'm defending, and that's sort of not fun for me. I never thought about that as a classifier for enjoyment. Okay, I mean, so that's, like often- that's an interesting perspective. I mean, it's certainly a valid one for you to have. It totally makes sense, though. Yeah, like Dead or Alive is heavy on on defense, and if you're not good at defense, you're terrible at the game, and I was always terrible at the game. And of course, you're talking about Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. No. <laughs> but what are we getting at? I mean, like, what what are the, what are we what are the brass tacks here? What well, are you what are you saying when all is said and done? I've uh, I've uh, badmouthed the game like God of War, and despite not liking the experience a whole lot, there's a lot that I took out of it, despite about maybe five hours in, not enjoying it. And even in recent game like Mortal Kombat, the first ten hours, I loved it. By the 20th hour, I was like, oh, this game is dumb. By the 30th hour, I loved it again because it sort of it clicked in my brain because I, I sort of got it. Sure. I mean, I, I've, I think we've all been through that. And, yes, you're right. There's absolutely value in subjecting yourself to something horrible. You can learn something from those things, too. Yeah, but who would want to? Right. So yeah, you can. I can learn from reading any textbook that's around, but I don't want to go through that experience because it's horrible. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the the Japanese game development, 
the a lot of the people who make games in Japan say, "Oh, I don't play games," and that's why you see a lot of repetition, a lot of very basic mis- mistakes being made over and over again. You know who else says that? The time. You know what Japanese developer is famous for saying that? Who? Yu Suzuki. Are his games crap? Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll live to find out, I suppose. We're going to break. Thank you for calling in, Penn. We'll be back with more Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. All right, so we're back. We uh, we try to make a habit of arguing with our listeners on the show. And so if you want to argue with us, you can you can do that. All you got to do is call 866-536-1100. I know that we have new listeners from time to time. I'm always curious how there, they... There's one condition, though. What's that? You have to bring your A game. That's true. You see... I'm uh, prepared for uh, this one. Pen, Pen, you did prepare, but I, I really felt like your game was like a, like a B. A B game. Really? Not an A game. Why is that? Yeah. Why? Because you were able to squeeze in Yu Suzuki before the end of the yeah the, call? the trump card Yu Suzuki. Okay, it's not my fault he doesn't play games. You, and you know. Let I me have... let me let me clarify um, that last bit there because we were kind of talking about it over the break and nobody can hear over the break. Yu Suzuki was very famous for saying in an interview that he he didn't play any video games on purpose. Because and, and who's Yu Suzuki? Yu Suzuki is the guy who is famous for a lot of Sega games. Like Virtua Fighter. Like Virtua Fighter, like Space Harrier, Sega like, GT. Yeah, like the like Sega motorbike game, um Hang On. Mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of those classic Sega games. I said Sega GT, I meant Sega Rally. He may also have done GT, I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if he was involved in that or not. Anyway, um lots of very famous Sega games. Uh, surprisingly, um, most of which really aren't that kind of like dynamic differentness that you might expect from somebody who refuses to be to play games, because they are all very very game like and they all feel very natural applications way, for games. Don't know how he came up with Virtua Fighter if he didn't play another 3D fighter before. Well, I mean, actually, hey. it was probably the first 3D fighter, huh? Was it? Uh, I think it was. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. But he must have played fighting games. Yeah, well, I don't know. What was before Virtua Fighter? 3D fighting? No. Yeah. But yeah, Street Fighter? Well, I mean, there's Street Fighter, yeah. Anyway, um, he said he had a reason for this. He said that it was because he didn't want to be influenced by what's currently in existence. He wanted to not feel constrained by knowing about today's market. He wanted That doesn't to mean be... he doesn't play games. It means he only plays games in the future. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> So now, and you were also remarking over the break that hey, that doesn't sound so good. And actually, yeah, it's kind of a trade-off. There, well, there the, is, there is, there is a good quality. There is a goodness to not knowing what is out there because you are actually. It is true that you you're limited in how you think based on what you know is is permissible and acceptable and normal and standard fare. And if you don't have any knowledge of what that is, the the kind of like you're not you know you're not as restricted, even though it's not a very conscious thing. But on the other hand, if you don't know, 
a lot of what your competitors are, competitors are and what they're doing, then you also run the risk of making the same mistakes they did. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah, you don't you don't have the inspiration that you could have, you know. Yeah. From seeing something interesting and being able to build off of that. So, or just straight up stealing their art. Like like you mentioned last, last right. Episode. Well, well, it happens too. It happens. I mean, even when people don't do it deliberately, you know, people who are involved in creative processes, a lot of times they'll come up with something. They're like, "Wow, I came up, I came up with this myself, <laughs> all by my, all by myself, with no help from anyone." You know, it's funny. I was just listening to this American Life and earlier. Then, hold today. on, I'm not done. But it's all fine, fine. And Go then, ahead. and then, and then you're like, five months later, you see something exactly the same as what you did. But it was made like ten years ago, mm. and, 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 and you think they stole it from you. And then, then you think they stole it from you, and then you remember, oh, I saw that in a movie once, <laughs> and I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just going to say that I listened to This American Life, which is all about patents, this week. I encourage people to listen to that. By the way, great podcast, excellent show. Yeah, and uh, well, I found it interesting, especially because my wife is studying law. Okay, so um, we got an email. From a new listener. I was saying we, we have new listeners all the time. And uh, I don't know how they find us. And I'm curious. It's especially interesting when they email in saying, don't ask me how I learned about your show, which makes me want to know how they learned about the show. Now, usually when somebody says, don't ask me, it means that uh, the, the events that led me here are uh, illegal or um, dangerous or disgusting. Yeah. And since we give away the show for free, I can't imagine there is much illegality involved. Anybody can get it. So, by the powers of deduction, he must have been doing something incredibly disgusting. Or very dirty. Perhaps he, perhaps he stole someone's iPod, and on that iPod, there was only one piece of audio to play, uh, and that was Chatterbox Video Game Radio. And, the, that, and then something disgusting happened somewhere. In well, the I wasn't thinking that. No. Anyway, so uh, he writes to us, and he made the point where last week we were talking about Infamous and Prototype, or I was, uh, just like earlier in this show, because Penn brought it up. Uh, he makes the point that they're not actually the same, which is what I was saying, that they're essentially the same game. They feel the same. Um, There's so many elements that are similar graphically and, and even storyline-wise. There's a lot of similarities. And he points out that there, there's a difference between um, mission mechanics and uh, what was he comparing it to? So, like, core gameplay and, and I have this whole email in front of me and I still don't even know what it said. Peripheral aspects is what he called it. Okay. I don't know what that really Side means. Side missions? That sounds peripheral aspect -y. Yeah. He, well, he said, while the two games are similar when it comes down to peripheral aspects, like side mission mechanics okay. and whatnot. So, not the mission themselves, but I think the fact that one exists and using a map and stuff uh, stuff like that. Right. Um, that's true. That's where a lot of the similarities lie. And he says the core gameplay is very different. I don't know how much I agree with that. He said one is basically a hack and slash and one's more like a shooter. That's actually very true, right? Infamous, you're shooting things a lot more, like throwing bombs and stuff. Okay. Whereas prototype, you're hand-to-hand -hand combat. But really, how different is that? It's a little different. It's a little bit different, but not hugely different. You've got a dude, you've got to attack him. One of them is from far away, one of them is close up, right? Big deal. Well, these differences also, I mean, they're... I don't know. I'm hearing about enough differences, not having played either of those games, that, you know... It could probably have been just developed side by side completely independently. My point when talking about it last week is that there were so many similarities in things that weren't that big a deal that like it just seemed fishy. Yeah. It seemed strange. Like 
like I said, simple graphical elements relating to accepting a mission and the map and uh, the storyline of being in New York or pseudo New York and the fact that you're one dude against the world and like these things, I have no problem accepting that they would have happened. But like they came out at exactly the same time, they were the same game, and maybe that has to do with technology. And that's sort of a topic for us to to consider. Like maybe when technology hits a certain level, um, and other games have existed, like maybe it it's sort of if these two companies didn't make make these games, maybe the same game would have been developed by someone else at approximately the same time. Well, just because of the history of gaming before. It. I think what's more likely is that these are just prototypical game ideas and concepts. I don't know. Yeah. I felt like they're both very different than earlier games. Except, apparently, they're just like Crackdown. So, apparently. And if we think longer and harder, we could probably come up with yet another one. That's. Did you ever play Crackdown? Thing. No, I just watched you play it a few times. I'm like, alright, it's jumping people. Oh, so much fun. Yeah, you like that. I like jumping. Alright, let's let's move on, because I feel like we're, we're kind of trudging through the mud here a little bit. Do you want to talk about GamePro? Um, humble Bundy. Hum- humble Indie Bundle. No, humble Bundy. No, I don't want to talk about any of those things. But you know there's a Humble Indie Bundle 3? Yeah. I just figured we should mention it. Promote it. All right. Humblebundle.com. I think that's the website. I don't even know. Okay. Uh, I bought the last one. Good for you. All right. All right. Now, now we're... That was like the appetizer. Now this is like the entree. We don't have much more time left, so (laughs) that's why I'm just handing it off to you. I'm silent. Not a word. All right. So Kotaku reports... No, they didn't. ...that... um, Actually, they did. Okay. But anyway... I'm not convinced that they ever report. Ah, fair enough. That uh, there is, so there's this large land party that happens in Texas, and um, they've actually, they've not identified who they are exactly, but uh, apparently at this land party, which uh, happens on a regular basis, they uh, used to have a lot of problems with the uh, the nerdy guys and the not-so, or maybe equally nerdy girls and we don't know what the problems were, but there were enough problems for them to... What are you... Are you, like, body order problems or the guys and the girls hanging out? Like, what are we... Some kind of, like... We don't know, but we can only speculate that it was probably related to guys not knowing how to behave in the presence of women. Oh. Right. And, and, and I'm also not insinuating that guys should do anything supplicative in such presences. But anyway, so... They decided, okay, this time when we're coming out with this party, we're going to have a new policy. And what's the new policy? Girls on one side, boys on the other. Right. and the, It's just like Temple. You're exactly right, except the girls, the side they're on, is outside. I was totally making that up. They actually separated the genders? Well, yes, they don't let any girls in, is how they separate the genders. <laughs> so, originally, they, they placed a <laughs> statement on their, uh, on their site that said, Quote, nothing ruins a good land party like uncomfortable guests or lots of tension, both of which can result from mixing immature, misogynistic male gamers with female counterparts. And we don't like girls. Though we've done our best to avoid these situations in years past, we've certainly had our share of problems. As a result, we no longer allow women to attend this event. Now, shortly after posting that, as you can imagine... Explosions erupted around the world. Explosions! That's funny, because it's like double meaning. (laughs) And they replaced that text with the following text. We actively discourage gamers from being the kind of misogynistic jack wagons seen in the Reddit post 
and such behavior should not be tolerated. Frankly, we don't like that kind of player either. So as far as this event goes, it is a special event designed specifically for male gamers, meant as a getaway designed to help said male contingent become better men for both themselves and those who love us. That is an interesting turn of and, words. And we will translate when we return. We're back. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio, where we discuss all matters that are related to the war of the sexes. Uh, well, Tension. And other things. You know, I, I want to skip back for one second. I talked about the email that we got from our new listener. I never said his name. I prefer to do that, you know. JB. So thanks for listening, sir. Thank you, JB. Or madam. It's a sir. Certainly. He. He. All right. So the ladies... Uh, thrust from this event yeah so as you can imagine um or maybe you can't i don't know um this has caused a lot of commotion right and so basically girls are noisy whiners you i'm not going to make an argument here about that one there's uh this 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 whole thing you know they've they've kind of readjusted their angle Right, and they're saying, okay, now they're 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 framing this whole event as like a gentleman's retreat, you know, which it happens. There are events that are held, uh, private events, that will say uh, no men allowed or or no women allowed. Uh, there are gyms that you cannot go to because you are a man. Yes, only women can go to this gym. They have a lot of curves at that gym. It's true. See what I mean there? Perhaps maybe curves. yes. Perhaps too many sometimes. Yep. Um, and lots of people are angry. Um, because this land party said, you know what, this is too much trouble for us. I, I really would love to know what these problems are, but you can use your imagination. And uh, apparently, it's just so much trouble for them that they're just like, okay. You know what's funny? It's probably no it's probably just drama. It's probably just girls' drama, not not guys being asshole uh, or something like that. I don't know what I was about to say there. Can't imagine. Not guys being asses. Being uh, um, assiduously studying materials. Like, they're just, um, it's probably just girls whining about stuff. Who knows? Even if it isn't, right? Even if even if there's just five or a hundred nerdy guys that just cannot just act socially appropriately, and maybe there's lots of bad things happening, um... People are still angry about them, this 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 land party taking you know the so-called easy way out, and deciding to not allow girls. But I'm I'm I will posit the question: Is this really is this really this controversial? And what do you say to the gym where you cannot go because you're a man? And all myriad of events that are basically for one gender only are are those wrong too? What's going on there? I uh. I'm actually, you know, so, so I'm joking. There may very well be some connection to uh, to the men, but if they don't say, that's kind of interesting to me. But I wonder, like, what really, what could it be? Because I, I doubt, like, they're just raping girls on site. Like, that probably doesn't happen. Um, and if these are girls that hang out at LAN parties, they probably can take whatever sort of um, jive talking has happened at the LAN, because they're probably used to that. Uh, so I don't think it's just 
being upset that people are being mean. Well, if, if I'd wager a guess, it would have to be in the realm of just guys just not knowing how to flirt properly or how to behave socially properly. They're just not very well calibrated guys. I bet it just happens because there's probably naturally forming relationships that happen in this tight space. And then there's drama as a result of that. Right. So nothing to do with the guys specifically, but has, having to do with the the mixing of guys and girls that happens acceptably. Right. Like they'll get together. They'll be boyfriend, girlfriend for 10 minutes and then not anymore. And then there's crying in the corner. Maybe so. All that. Maybe stuff. so. So I, I don't want to start pointing any fingers and saying that guys are well, being well, dicks. Fair enough. We can't just blame the guys. The girls may be equally responsible. Who knows? Yes. All right. What you you don't uh, you don't care? You're not pissed off that uh, if you were a girl, you couldn't go to this. You no, whatever. But are you saying they're actually outside? When you said outside, you meant just not allowed in. Not allowed in. That's right. Yeah. And that's um. Maybe there will be a lot of them outside. Who knows? As as someone who has thought about planning events, <laughs> thought about planning events and, and actually planned something, like I can understand something that huge gets in the way if it if it has been that much of a pain in the butt for them. I understand. Like, put it this way. Do you want to hire five security guys or do you maybe want to have just one? Yeah, I do have to make a little dig at uh, the guy who wrote this, um, this, this Kotaku writer. Because... The fact that his name is Good. So this this Mr. Good, I mean, you you took a little bit of a jab in there and you stated, or maybe this event is more about the comfort of the organizers than the participants, you know. And, okay, like, fair enough, but I don't know and you don't know what they had to go through and what what kind of drama and what kind of trouble they're saving by making this rule. Who knows? It could have been just as you frame it, Mr. Good, or it could have been actually the situation that is so egregious that you would like, like you're saying Alon, maybe they would have to end up hiring lots and lots of security guards otherwise, because they just, they've been doing this thing for several years and they just know what happens every time. And they just can't, can't pay to, you know, take care of that problem. It could be all sorts of things. Like, it could be. Or they're getting charged by the, the city because they had to send the police out because of some scuffle that happened, because, you know, domestic Yeah, one, one could speculate issues. endlessly. Right. And so financially, we can either not do this because we can't afford to do it or we can do it. But, of course, that is just speculation. Who knows? Um, but uh, I, don't, I don't think you make a step like this that is so obviously going to piss people off without having really good reason. Like a reason that without making this decision would oh, yeah. threaten the livelihood of the event. I don't think that this was made lightly. This isn't like this isn't the kind of thing that smacks are like, oh we're kinda of inconvenienced. Let's just not invite girls. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't I have I don't, I don't Yeah. I have a feeling it not to mention if I were the organizer of a big event like that, I would totally want girls there because as the organizer, you're totally the Mac Dad of that event. And the ladies are gonna want to hang out with you. So yeah, fair enough. Alright, so enough of this one. That's right. the sound of the topic going away. So I got a couple other small ones. Small small ones, but good ones. Yeah? All right. So I, want, I wanted to mention the GamePro thing earlier. That's, the that's GamePro? Did you hear about this? Yeah, so they're going quarterly now, yes. and then they're charging more. But what, what does that say about the industry and the state of journalism? I was and... surprised that they're still around. <laughs> it's like they're that's, still printing this magazine? That's kind of true, actually. Anytime I see that, I'm like, oh, wait. Good for them. If this becomes, it's this is really weird because GamePro's got a lot of baggage around it. Okay, because GamePro because it's been crap for twenty years. Yes, exactly. It's it's just it has become like the picture catalog of 
pro tips that everyone makes fun of every minute of the day. Right? Everybody in the media. No, even, I mean, pro tip is like a bona fide internet meme at this point. Does that actually come from GamePro? Yeah. Pro tip. Wow. Pro tip. You can find the microphone an inch away from your mouth. <laughs> These are... What? You're right. That totally comes from GamePro. Yeah. I had no idea. Pro tip. In order to beat this boss, shoot him as much as possible. <laughs> okay. Really? I mean, when when did they when did they know? Like, what point did they say? Because because it's, they had to have been conscious of this very early on. When did they know? Okay, we know that these are ridiculous, and they could not be more of a waste of characters on a printed page. But we're going to continue to do those anyway. Do you think they intentionally made them silly? I don't know. I, haven't, I mean, I haven't read GamePro in yeah. forever. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the pro tip, especially in meme form, which is, the beauty of it is that it's exactly the same form that it was in real life, <laughs> is that it's, really. it's to state something that is so obvious that you, you just, your mind explodes. Okay. My mind is exploding yeah. then. Pro tip, use a pencil so you can erase later. That'd be like an advanced <laughs> one, right? All right. See, see, the whole thing about the pro tips is it has to be so obvious. I didn't, I didn't know. You know, like pro tip: jump over the hole so you don't lose as many lives. All right. That's what they do. Well, thank you for clearing that up for me. Yeah. Pro tip: this is what a pro tip is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is funny because they're. I, I, I did read that story, and you know they're going to make it like nine dollars, and it's going to be like ten. Okay, ten dollars. Yeah. Thank you. And it's going to be like more editorialized and more like in-depth, heavy-hitting articles. But it's GamePro has been the antithesis of that for many years. Yeah, and their I mean their audience is probably going to remain the same. I mean they're going to be selling to what twelve-year-old boys and stuff. I would love I would love for there to be another another printed magazine that actually has interesting game writing that is not just a catalog for game buying um but i'm not sure if game pro is the best venue for that yeah probably not they need a, a rebirth changing their name whatever all, all right. right so another little thing do, do you know what this planking thing is absolutely okay so apparently joystick has a bunch of pieces on planking which is apparently uh, put your body into a horizontal position. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of late in, to the game. Everyone listening to this knows what planking is, I think. Okay, I'm new to the game. I'm the newbie here. Apparently, yeah. if you work at GameStop... Don't do it. You shouldn't do it, and you shouldn't have your friend who works there, too, take you a picture of you doing it in your store, because that will get both of you fired immediately. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to decide why they would fire, but it's like, the way he did the planking could, if you see it online, could encourage other people to do that in the stores, which could result in them hurting yeah, themselves because they could fall. You don't want to encourage people doing that. You know, a kid died planking in Australia. Really? Yeah, that's when it caught on. Apparently, That's new, when it catches on, yeah. when people die from Apparently it. the new thing is owling. Hillary Duff did an owling shot. This is when you, like, you sit down on the ground with your, your butt close to your, your, you, you your turn, feet are close you together. You turn your head 200 degrees? No, what? you just sit like an owl, where, like, your, your feet are on the ground, your butt goes towards the ground, and you sort of put your hands on the ground as well, while you just sort of look off into the distance... Not into the camera. Uh, does that deserve its own word? No, I don't, I don't think I don't, it's going to catch on. I don't think so. Although, there's a bunch of things, and it's really fun. All right. Well, don't do either of those. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, next week. Thank you for listening, everyone, and go to uat.edu. Good night, guys.
You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.